Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Well, I hope you got a warm cup of something, uh, alcohol, coffee, whatever is necessary. And, uh, you know, it's always interesting when we talk about weather here in Toronto. You know, they, they forecast these monumental snow and we still get it. But um, it, it's always, you know, we, I, I think we've really been lucky so far uh, this year. We haven't had any major snowfalls. So, you know, a little bit of white stuff on the ground is never going to hurt as long as uh, you know how to drive or you don't have to go anywhere and you can sit and listen to your favorite real estate expert, which is me, hopefully. And uh, anyways, so uh, what is going on in real estate this week? Well, all sorts of things. I just want to thank, by the way, all of you that joined us on Thursday night for our simple seminar, the first one of 2019. Very excited to uh, to meet so many of our listeners and thank you for joining us. And hopefully you found it worthwhile. Um, we do have a few units left in our newest release, uh, both in Woods stock in Tilsonburg. Very, very exciting stuff. Uh, people are going to be uh, real estate investors in about 60 days from now. That's right. Uh, they're going to own cash flowing, fully managed investment real estate. There's still opportunities. Go to the simpleinvestor.com to find out more. Um, and hey, may as well let you know that we do have a uh, another seminar coming up and it is on uh wednesday february the 27th this time we're gonna we're gonna mix it up we're gonna go to february uh we're gonna put it on a wednesday because some people uh some people say they can't make thursday so make sure you put that in your calendar go to the simpleinvestor.com to register and make sure you get your spot reserved uh always nice to see a full house and um you know it's uh it's a lot of fun it's it's a good evening only take a couple hours out of your time but uh, a lot of people say it has changed their lives. And uh, one of the things that uh, for, for those of you that really haven't uh, tuned into the show before, uh, you know, I was talking to one of my producers and he said, hey, Todd, you know, maybe you need to kind of give uh, give somebody your resume. Um, I, you know, I can't believe I've actually been, do, been on air now here for five years. Uh, it's been exciting. Uh, you know, love doing it. And but we've been five years doing this. And uh, so I thought maybe, you know, just to kind of break it down, let everybody know that I've got a little bit of real ex real estate experience. I've been doing uh, been in the real estate world for 30 years and um, about 10 years ago. In fact, uh, June of this year marks our 10th anniversary for the simple investor. And uh, we're going to be probably throwing a little bit of a party for everybody uh, come the summertime. And one of the things that uh, everybody should know is what we do. And uh, it is, uh, we provide fully managed investment real estate in the outer markets, uh, cash flow positive, and you don't have to to do a thing. So go to simpleinvestor.com to find out more. And um, and you can find out a little bit more about me and uh, what uh, what I hope to bring to you every single week here on Saturdays at 3 p.m. And uh, one of the things, of course, is bringing you great guests and uh, people that are, you know, very much entrenched in the real estate market. Uh, coming up uh, shortly, I'm going to have Dave Butler from Butler Mortgage. Always great to have Dave on. Uh, Dave's just uh, one of those guys that just, you know, he, he's right there in the thick of it um, you know he, he, it's, he doesn't surround himself with a ton of people uh, he very much is hands-on and uh, Butler Mortgage has been one of those uh, one of those companies that's been able to offer people some great alternatives and uh, definitely works very well with them and uh, we're gonna bring Dave on we're gonna talk about what's going on in the market take a quick look at 2018 uh, a little bit later on in the hour 
I've got Chris Slightum joining me. He's one of the brokers at Royal LePage Signature. And um, they've, uh, in fact, I think they're one of the biggest brokerages uh, in Toronto. And it's, uh, it'd be interesting to hear his take on the market, where we're going in 2019. You know, they're talking about soft landings. They're talking about all sorts of different things. Uh, we'll find out really what's going on in the real world. And uh, later on, uh, near the end of the show, I've got Ray Ferris. He is the former president of the Ontario Real Estate Association. I've had Ray on quite a few times over the years. Great guests. Uh, he and I are going to talk about something that um, that was pretty hot in the news this past week. Uh, can uh, can somebody tape you when you're going into an open house? You know, and uh, a lot of a lot of people weighed in on this. I was listening to a couple of our hosts this week uh, that uh, had some people come on and say, "You can do it. You can't do it. Uh, are you allowed to leave?" some form of camera in your house while your realtor does a uh, does an open house and are you getting information from somebody that's maybe talking up in the master bedroom saying hey honey we really need to buy this house uh, does that give you an unfair advantage or should um, should uh, a big sign be put on the open house saying by the way you could be taped while you're walking through so if you don't want your comments to be utilized then perhaps uh, don't speak or, uh, you know, I'm not sure. And, and I have to tell you, um, having practiced real estate for so many years, I remember, you know, we, we used to do a lot of open houses and big, big, uh, you know, I used to have a couple of assistants join me so that we would make sure that everybody would be accompanied while they walked through. You know, it wasn't just, you know, you know, f- uh, free for all. Everybody just walk around all by themselves. That That is that is one thing, by the way, when we, when we talk about open houses, I want to emphasize to everyone here that if your agent is offering you uh, to do an open house, they should not, the, the, the people should not be allowed to walk around by themselves through the house. And I know a lot of people will be sitting there saying, hang on, why do we want to have a little tour guide running around with us? Well, one of the most important things is that you are in somebody's private home. And yes, they've opened it up and hopefully they've put the crown jewels away in a closet or a drawer or the safe. But ultimately, in the end, the, the realtor should be held accountable if anything goes missing. And so if you're not walking through with your clients, how safe can this house be? There has been numerous reports of people losing things at open houses. People go in, they steal things, you know, they, they're kind of casing the place. So you know what? Safety first. And so I'm not, I'm actually not opposed to the whole video recording. I think maybe the sound is a little bit too much, but having a video recording, there should be nothing wrong with that. And again, you know, I'm going to get some some people as be completely dead set against what I'm saying with that. But in my opinion, I believe that it's safety first in somebody's home. And if a realtor is not going to be able to have an assistant with them so that they can walk each individual party through, then having cameras should be acceptable, providing that the owner already has them. Now, if you want to run out and buy cameras and set everything up for the open house, I I think that's overkill. But again, one of the things that I would always encourage everyone and of course the professional realtors out there is that you need to walk through with the house. Just, you know, keep an eye on everybody because again, we're talking about somebody's greatest asset and their personal effects. So I think that's probably something that uh, is very, very important. Um, Taking a look at the numbers, of course, through the GTA market when we're talking last week. And um, by the way, I'm not sure if everybody tuned in or not, but we we had opened up a new segment 
and it was the uh, Real Estate Talk Triangle, and uh, I had Romana King and Greg Bunnell from BNN with me, and awesome, awesome, uh, you know, uh, rapport with these folks, and great talk. So if you if you missed last week's show, make sure you catch it on my SoundCloud account uh, here at News Talk 1010, and again, great conversation. Always good to have uh, have those guests on with me. But let's talk about Toronto for a second. Uh, 2018 GTA housing market. Um, you know, if if you if this was let's say 2009, I think these numbers would be okay. But because of 2016 and then even part of 2017, I think everybody's really in for an upset. And looking at the fact that the total residential transactions that happened, 77,426. To give you an idea, 2016, when we were the market was just cranking along, there was uh, 113,000 transactions. So that is a monumental number to change. 36,000 less sales within two years. Maybe that's one of the reasons what prompted RBC, Canada's biggest bank, to drop their five-year rate this year. Of course, stress test, we're looking, It's by the way, it's one year old. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it came in last year, January. Uh, everybody's, you know, attributing the soft landing and correction of the real estate market a lot to the stress test. But RBC decided to be the first one to start dropping their five-year rate. So does this mean that we're going to get some of the other banks follow? Uh, I hope so. In fact, a little bit of a bidding war for your business is not a bad thing. I'd like to see the banks get a little bit more aggressive. So, hey, uh, you know, Scotia, TD, BMO, you know, um, the, all, all, all our major banks out there, uh, you know, get aggressive. You know, let people uh, let people know that you're going to get, uh, that you want to earn their business. Uh, give you an idea, average selling price last year 787,300 again number was slightly off and total new listings 155,823 so again a lot of things that um, a lot of things that just you know wasn't a great year but what I think we can look at as a great year was actual the actual market itself. We did not crash. And if for those of you that have been forecasting it, and I read a lot of the articles that are floating around, you know, we've got some of the naysayers that are saying that the market's going to adjust by 30 or 40%. I'm going to tell you this. Don't hold your breath. Okay, you got to get over yourselves because I think I think the fear mongering has to stop. And I'd really appreciate all the people in the media this year. Get over yourselves. You cannot sit there and beat up a market just because you believe that it's the right thing that you're you believe the market's overinflated. We are a world class city, a world class country. The reality is, is our price is not far off where we are right now as being our neutral price, meaning that in any average market, this is what the value is. This is where we're sitting today, folks. This is it. This is reality. Could we get a little bit of an adjustment? Well, if we tank employment, if we get a major world crisis, yeah, we could turn around and watch our price go backwards. But the reality is, based on just a normalized market, a healthy employment rate, if we're looking at just a normalized market right now, these are the real values. There's not a lot left for us to drop 
And from here, this is where we'll see how we progress and move up. So that's kind of my take on it, but uh, I'm happy always to, to chat with people. By the way, if you do want to reach me, you can reach me, Todd, at thesimpleinvestor.com, and I'm happy to answer any of your questions. But we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, as I mentioned, we've got Dave Butler joining us. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Simply Real Estate right here on News Talk 1010. My next guest is Dave Butler, and he's from Butler Mortgage. Dave uh, is kind of a regular guest with me. I always go to Dave to figure out the mortgage world. And uh, Dave, interesting uh, interesting fact this week. You know, I've been talking about this for the last six months saying, hey, you know, we think the banks are going to get a little bit more aggressive. But uh, what do you think this week's announcement? Um, we'll take it, right? I mean, uh, any any rate reductions uh, in the face of what we've been going through the last, uh, call it 18 months, uh, we will take it. Um, I think you and I have the same feeling on this, that uh, I think numbers are down. I think the banks are realizing that uh, I don't think they want to see uh, compression like this. And I think they're, they're this is their first stand to possibly fighting back and hoping that we can kind of drum up a nice little spring market. Yeah, Dave, you know, when uh, when we were talking about last year's sales, 2018, you know, I know you kept busy, uh, Butler Mortgage, you guys are aggressive, you know, you're getting out there and making sure people are getting the best rates. But of course, um, when you, when the sales aren't there, it's pretty hard for, you know, if you're not bringing in a lot of new buyers, which means new book business, you know, the banks are going to struggle. 77,000 uh, transactions in the GTA, like way off from the high of 2016 and down 16 percent into from 2017 i mean these are these are big numbers uh you know when you analyze it you know i can't just say it's just first-time home buyers but there was a lot less transactions happening which means the banks just weren't seeing the number of mortgages turn well you're 100 percent correct and you know what one of the scary things about those stats is that from what i've been reading uh, some kind of level two stats on this is that investors, real estate investors, were actually still buying quite a bit. So what does that tell us about, you know, quote-unquote regular uh, buyers in the market? They're way down, right? So, I mean, one, one good stat to, you know, to, I don't want to call it a good stat, but I mean, you know, something that we can use as a parallel is that, you know, I've been, I've been personally in business since I was 22 years old doing mortgages, so I've been about 17 years in. Last year, so 2018, was my first down year um, in any year. I've never had a negative year comparative to the year before. So, I mean, it gives you, you know, some scope to know that someone that's been in since about uh, 2002, um, this is the first down year I've ever seen. Uh, we were still certainly very busy, but uh, for a year-over-year analysis to be down, I mean, it's just, it's alarming. It's something to see, something to note. Um, you know, and again, I work with, as you know, a lot of real estate investors, and uh, a lot of investors were still buying. So, I mean, it really, it is alarming to me that what you know what the regular real you know regular real estate buyer is is looking forward to um and looking back at yeah dave one of the things um of course when we talk about real estate a lot of times we talk about cycles and you know typically you know for most uh you know if we take a look historically most cycles lasted about 10 years this particular one as you you know you actually quite you know pointed out very well you know 15 16 year run up you know it was it was pretty incredible even though you know there was a little bit of that blip in that market in 2009 when the u.s you know went went by the wayside into the toilet but you know canada was able 
able to weather the storm. We've got different lending rules. Now we've got this, you know, this market that for, for the most part, you know, uh, some of the experts are calling it, you know, a soft landing. A lot of people were predicting a crash right now. It doesn't look like anything close to that. You know, I, I've been telling people, look, if we, if we, even if we go backwards by a couple of points on value, you know, we had such a run up. It was so spectacular at one point that, uh, you know, I, I think we really did get a safe landing. Is that your take for 2018? Yeah, that's a hundred percent my take. And it's funny. I just got back from, uh, national mortgage broker conference that scotia puts on for some of their brokers across canada and um the head of scotia mortgage authority was basically saying that a lot of these regulators are patting themselves on the back uh for orchestrating this soft landing so i mean that's coming from high up people that are actually dealing one-on-one with regulators and that is you know they are they right now the regulators are extremely proud of themselves uh, for orchestrating something like we're seeing right now and not having a crash. So, you know, the reality is what, what that tells me is that they knew, a, you know, some form of impending negativity or crash could be on the horizon and that they seem to think they have quelled it. So, uh, but that is exactly, you know, you, you, per, per, per your words, that is, that is literally what I was told at this conference. So. You know, Dave, one of the things that I, I and, and I'm not sure if it's on their horizon. So let's let's say that, you know, they break their arms, patting themselves on the back and, and all well and good. But let's talk about the reality. Um, you know, you've, they've, they've implemented a stress test. And I think I think that was that big slap in the face this time last year. As you know, you know, you were scrambling, obviously, to get everybody kind of under under the, the, the guys just before it happened. But when when we take a look at it, you know, they, they're going to have to make a decision on this thing. I don't think this can be status quo for the next, you know, one to five years because they, they still have their foot on, on, on everybody's throat when it comes to qualification. Is Do you hear anything about them looking at it saying, okay, we're going to do a variation of it or we're going to do an adjustment of it? I, I can tell you that was the main focus of a lot of the brokers that were at the conference. We were in a big feedback session with a panel of some top uh, Scotia executives and a lot of the brokers, I mean, it was, it was pretty much a 9 out of 10 of the questions were based on do they think that the stress test is going to get pulled back in any way. Um, the general feeling amongst the panel of executives was that um, it's a wait-and-see approach. They, they, a lot of them thought that it may not be this year, it could be next year, um, that the regulators want to see how 2018 shakes out. Um, but I mean, you know, from, from a consumer standpoint, from someone like yourself and I that work in the business, it's, it is the number one complaint and the number one, um, you know, directional arrow that's being pointed out as to how, you know, we're, we're struggling with this. And, um, you know, it's, you know, as far as how will they do it, will they, you know, change and repeal it? So it's only a 1%, you know, increase over, uh, the current rates and that's the new stress test. I think something's got to happen. Um, but I think a lot of that's going to depend on what happens overall in the in the whole year with regards to rates. I think if we, hopefully, if we see rates keep coming down a bit more, um, that may ease some of that pressure. I think where there's a big fear, and I think you and I would share the same fear here, is that if by the middle of the year, the end of the year, we see rates start to go up, depending on what happens in the states, um, there's going to have to be something done with that stress test. I mean, it's just right now it is it is to a point where high-income earners right now are not able to qualify for a home that they would have easily qualified for, you know, a year, two, two years ago, three years ago. So it, it has done its job almost too much, though. 
Yeah. Well, you know, Dave, I think it's one of those things that we're going to wait and see. Uh, and, um, you know, you know, we've got the start of the spring market, of course, coming through January, everybody starts to think of the spring market. So um, we'll we'll stay in touch. And as usual, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And um, I guess the best way for for everybody to reach you, of course, is butlermortgage.ca. Butlermortgage.ca or one 684 Happy to help out, and uh, thanks for having me on, Todd. Thanks so much, Dave. Always a pleasure. Folks, that was Dave Butler. And when we come back, I'm going to be bringing you a special guest, uh, Chris Slightum. He's a Royal LePage Signature uh, broker, and we're going to be talking about the market and what's going on in Toronto. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back. So uh, I just want to thank Dave Butler. Uh, always great to get his insight on what's going on with interest rates. And um, so let's let's jump ahead and, and talk about the real estate market. And I always find that it's better to get guests on that live, breathe it. And probably, I, I really believe that nobody better uh, in a marketplace uh, to deal with is, you know, when you talk about the top brokerages in the city. And so joining me now is uh, Chris Slightum, And he's one of the brokers at Royal LePage Signature Realty. And uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, a real pleasure to have you on. And, and Chris, you know, one of, one of the things, of course, that, you know, when we take a look, we're, we're, we're jumping into January here. Um, you know, if we reflect back at 2018, um, what's your take on 2018? Was it, was it kind of what you expected it to be? Um, or, you know, was it a little bit better than you thought? I, I think it's what I expected to be, which is uh, a healthy, you know, return to you know, what I think a real estate, a normal market should be. And uh, really, I was very happy with the overall outcome of the year and, and pleased to see where it, where it ended. Yeah. You know, um, you've, you've got a lot, of, I, I'll call it a lot of soldiers on the ground. Uh, your, your brokerage, uh, you know, has more than 1,100 uh, realtors, uh, active realtors in the marketplace. And uh, for, first and foremost, congratulations. That's, that's a heck of a number. And, and I know it gives you, you know, a big part of the market share, which, which allows you to see, I think, you know, down to more of a micro approach. You know, Treb always is, is pretty good at giving giving us numbers, you know, they, they released the 77,000 sales of 2018. You know, when we take a look at the numbers themselves, you know, that seems like, you know, that's a big drop off from, you know, previous years, 2017, 2016, of course, being the high at 113,000. But, you know, when we take a look at the actual market itself, I, I would have gauged this to be a soft landing. You know, we didn't see a huge retraction in price, even though we saw a huge retraction in volume of units. Do you see 2019 as now, you know, kind of the thrusters get to move a little bit forward? Are we going to start seeing prices inch up a little, maybe a little bit more volume? Uh, we do. And, and, you know, as long as, you know, the caveat to that is, uh, or the unknown is how quickly rates, you know, advance. So if things stabilized the way they seem to be. The Bank of Canada statement last week um, you know, would indicate that they're not rushing to move rates at this point in time, which is you know, a thoughtful approach to, uh, to the situation here. And, uh, and I think you know, we're seeing very early indicators of you know, people, I think, realize that you know, real estate is uh, okay in the GTA, and uh, as they should. And uh, it's we're seeing lots of action early on here in the first uh, two weeks of the year from buyers uh, keen to get out in the market. 
and uh, and you know I, I think we should see some uh, low single digit price appreciation and uh, and some growth in unit sales as well. Yeah. So when when you you mentioned interest rates and that's always a hot topic and you're you're right. I know the Bank of Canada kind of checked up their their attitude about the increase. You know, maybe not quite as aggressive, but some good news this week from out of RBC. Uh, they decided to take their five year rate, uh, get a little bit more aggressive. Um, very rare for them to be the first bank to put their foot forward. Normally we've had a couple of the other ones. You know, get a little bit more aggressive early. And right now it it, it seems like you know. They're saying, hey, listen, we're open for spring business, you know, 3.74 five-year fixed. You know, it's coming off there. I, I believe they were up in around 3.8489 in that range. So, you know, they're saying, hey, listen, you know what? We're, we're, we're realizing we're going to have to start buying back some business. Do you, do you think we're going to see a little bit more of that trickle through the industry? I, I believe we will, and uh, you know I think the the bond rate came down a little bit in the last three four weeks, um, more than a little bit, really almost fifty basis points, I believe. And so, you know, the cost of funds have changed, and that's given the banks the opportunity to get to sharpen their pencils a little bit. Which, you know, I, I think we'll see more of that going forward. And as you you know commented there into the spring market, the 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 busiest time of the year for us in the GTA. Uh, it, uh, I, I think you will see more. Yeah. So a lot of things happening in the news uh, this past week. I'm pretty sure as, as, as a broker owner, you, you keep your eyes on this. But one of the things, of course, was the fact that uh, somebody running an open house, um, you know, they, I, I guess the owners had some taping or, or, or video devices. They were able to catch a buyer on film, listen to the fact that they really wanted to buy the property. Um, you know, let, let, let's talk about proper practice at a uh, at an open house because, of course, you know you've got a lot of your agents. You know, this is one of the way they do their business. Um, do you think this is a positive or negative? I mean, you know, I, I was listening to a couple of our hosts this week. You know, all sorts of takes on this one. And uh, what's your what's your take from a brokerage standpoint? Well, I, 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 I'm not uh, versed on what the legal. Uh, I haven't, and I I will. Uh, explore this because I think it's important, number one, to understand what are the legal rights of homeowners uh, in this situation. And uh, and so I think that has to drive, first of all, one component of it. The other piece of it as well is just the the level of privacy and, you know, for 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 somebody to feel like they have to be careful about what they're saying or or doing in a house for for fear of being taped uh unknowingly in particular uh i think that that doesn't set a great tone uh for anybody out there uh hey if you put a sign on the front door it says look you know welcome to uh, our open house and uh, uh or if you're going to see a property and the homeowner is chosen from a security standpoint to have some sort of video uh, device in there with technology these days i think it's easy to do and they warn you up front, great. I, I'm assuming that's legal. Uh, I say great in, in the sense that I'm assuming that's legal, and, and at least you're very aware as a, as a buyer coming into an environment. Um, you know, you walk into any, any store, any office building, uh, any, anywhere today, you're, you're being videoed. So if that's nothing new and from that standpoint. I just think the expectations, though, uh, you know, you should, you should note it right up front if that's what comfortable for the the home owner 
and uh, and of course check to make sure that it is legal uh, to do so. And then the buyer uh, or the person coming to view the property, they can make their own decision of whether they want to, you know, enter the property and be videoed or. Uh, you know, uh, be careful in what they say because they might uh, apparently they might be re- recorded uh, as well from a from an audio standpoint. So, um, you know, that's uh, it, it's a touchy situation because you know from a buyer standpoint, if I put myself in the buyer's shoes and I'm I'm going to buy something, I mean, you look, you think about going into a car dealership or you're going in to buy, you know, some new clothes or something, and you know, do you want to be, you know you know, recorded every move and, and, and maybe having a private conversation with your, with your friend or your significant other that you're with and discussing things. And yeah, that, that doesn't feel, uh, you know, exactly right to me. Um, so I think at the very least, if it's legal and I apologize, I don't have the answer for that. If it is legal, uh, I think at the very least you're, you're likely need to warn people ahead of time before they, they uh, enter the space and and get taped. Yeah, no, I I agree with you 100%. I think the disclosure of of the the property under surveillance is probably a great idea. Um, I do, and and, and talking to a couple of the experts, uh, from my understanding, as long as you've given them the disclosure that you should be safe, uh, again, it comes down to they're entering into a private residence. Um, You know, does the homeowner have the right, apparently, technically, according to some of the experts, they say they do have the right, but they can't do it with any malice intent and they have to make sure that they disclose so anybody entering as you said that that gives them the right to turn around and say hey listen you know what i i don't want to be videoed um the the real question is are you allowed to technically uh be able to hone into their conversation so in other words video surveillance does not necessarily have to have the auto uh, audio part of it but it's more from a safety standpoint so i i think it's one of those things that we can keep our eyes on and and hopefully the powers to be will keep everybody up to date on it so um so quick a quick question just uh, you were saying that uh, it seems like january is coming off to a bit of a start um you know a lot of people gauge january they call it the january effect um so so far you're seeing some decent numbers so uh, your take on this year um are we uh, are we going to see a decent spring market or are, are we actually going to see a spring market because it seemed like we were kind of missing out uh last year a little bit of the spring market well, there was definitely more volume in last year's spring market than the other months of the year. So we did really have, you know, technically a spring market last year uh, relative to 17, of course. Uh, statistically, uh, it looked like we were way off. But if you dig into the numbers and you mentioned it at the outset, uh, you get off the sort of the top line numbers and you dig in deep to understand and put into context, you know, multiple years and how the market generally uh, behaves. Uh, I think last year's spring market um, wasn't as bad as maybe the headline, you know, year over year percentage change indicated. Uh, That being said, I think this year, uh, again, uh, my caveat is, you know, any sort of change in significant change in rates going forward. Uh, I think we should have a, a great, you know, a very, very good, solid, healthy spring market, um, and we should see some plus, uh, you know, increase in, in activity over the previous year, and, uh, and back again, back to a healthy, healthy place and, uh, for real estate. 
Excellent. Well, listen, Chris, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. What is, where is the best place for our listeners to reach you? Oh, uh, they can reach us at our uh, company website, www.mytorontohome.com. Excellent. Well, it's been a real pleasure, and thanks so much, and we look forward to having you on the show again. Oh, thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Excellent. Folks, that was Chris Slightum, broker of Royal LePage Signature. When we come back, I've got Ray Ferris joining me. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back to the show. Ah, you know what? It was really nice to have uh, Chris Slightum on from uh, Royal LePage Signature. And, uh, you know, interesting. Uh, I think pretty much the general consensus is that the market is going to kind of creep along in 2019. Again, nothing crazy. So if you're a speculator, uh, I, I'd probably hold off. But if you if you think that the market's going to go backwards, uh, you may want to start thinking about buying now. And if interest rates continue, to push downwards a little um you know what opportunities are there folks don't miss out um so i've got my next guest joining me now uh he is the former president of the ontario real estate association he's been a guest here uh, numerous times it's ray ferris from erie's edge real estate uh welcome back ray how, how are you thanks todd well it's great to be back and i'm doing very well Excellent. I, I, in fact, I heard you, I think you weighed in on one of the shows this past week. Uh, lots to talk about uh, in the real estate world, of course. And, uh, you know, we, we, can, we can beat the numbers around today. We can talk about getting videoed on open houses. Uh, we can talk about the government still thinking that they're getting rid of red tape. Uh, where, where do you want to start? Well, let's start with the latest breaking news, and that was sellers who might be watching and listening to buyers when they're looking through their house. You know, somebody, it's funny, right? When, when, when I was listening to, to a couple of the, the hosts this week talking about it, you know, I, I actually thought, hey, that's not a bad idea. But then, then I looked at it and, and I started thinking about, you know, all the days that we used to do open houses. And, you know, I always made sure that I had a couple of, of assistants with me because I never let people walk around a house by themselves. I, I, I just, I, I was never that agent. I always believed that, you know, you need a company, you need to protect the house. And then this popped up and, you know, I actually kind of agree with it, but I understand how it's kind of creeping people out. And at the same time, you know, it may be taking away a few of their rights. What's, what's your analogy on this? Well, look, if a home seller is worried about people that they don't know going through their home and they are going to use surveillance to watch or listen to those people, it should be posted at the front door of the house or everybody should be made aware of it when they enter the house. And a lot of lawyers have weighed in the discussion this week. And as you know, I'm, I'm a realtor, not a lawyer, but we've heard from some great lawyers this week who are, have all basically said, look, you're not allowed to listen or watch somebody if they're not a party to the conversation. And without their knowledge, they are not a party to the conversation. And therefore, it's just simply illegal to do it unless you post it. So, you know, there's the there's the legality of it, but then there's a fairness issue. Everybody that I've talked to about this, Todd, they just think it's it's unfair and it's creeped a lot of people out. My advice to buyers has always been, look, at, you have to be safe. You have to assume that you're being watched or listened. So don't talk about money or motivation while you're touring a house. 
Yeah, you know, I, I, that's a really fair comment. And and Ray, one of the things that, you know, I from from a, a home homeowner's perspective, of course, you know, as realtors, we always want to protect their home. We don't want anything being stolen. You know, for for years, you always, you know, in the industry, you'd hear something happens at an open house, and and so I think I think the idea that of course disclose if you're running any kind of cameras, but the idea of listening to them, I you know that one I'm not that one I'm not in agreement with. I don't think. Home Homeowners have the right to be able to listen to conversations, but I think like like in you know your typical store setting, office setting, you know there's video surveillance. You know uh, you're not privy to what the people are saying, but ultimately in the end you're right. I think that um, you know disclosure, disclosure, disclosure. Look, by the way, you know there is video surveillance in this house. If you are going to be walking around, please be advised that you could be caught on video, and it's kind of that that little you know let's tell everybody soon as you come walking through the door but other than that uh you know it was interesting because uh, you know listening to some of the feedback some people thought it was absolutely you know horrible they'd never go through a house you know that had video surveillance and and yet when you listen to some of the homeowners they're saying hey listen that's not a bad idea we're protecting our house yeah i mean we heard both sides of the equation this week on uh, 1010 and some homeowners were of the opinion that it's my house i can do what i want in my house yet on the other side of the equation, buyers were very freaked out about this happening to them, particularly when people were listening in and they were talking about money or motivation with regards to their interest in the house. Yeah. So what I think is the best piece of advice for buyers is just simply don't talk about anything in the house that you wouldn't want the seller to know, particularly with regards to how much you want to pay for the house if you're interested in buying it. Yeah, no, I think that's some great advice. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, the market itself. You know, uh, we wrapped up 2018. Um, numbers as far as volume way down in comparison to 2017, but yet prices, you know, pretty stable. Um, you know, past president, uh, you know, active broker. What's your take on 2018 and what do you see for 2019? Well, I mean, 2018, we saw prices and the number of sales moderate in comparison to 2017, but I'm not a big fan of comparing all real estate markets to the wild, wild west and the craziness of 2017. I mean, that was just an absolutely spectacular year. I like to advise my clients that if they want to get an indication of how the market is performing, to look at several years in a row, not just two years side by side. So... What I'm experiencing, though, with regards to 2019 is a surprisingly busy and very active real estate market. Generally, in January and February, in my marketplace, we don't see the kind of activity that we're experiencing on the ground right now. And we're experiencing more competing offers than not when we're going out and representing buyers and sellers and transactions right now. Okay, so when 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 we take a look at the outer markets, and I'm glad I'm glad you did talk about markets because you know if we take a look at Ontario, um, you know, or or for that matter, we'll we'll go out just outside of province. You know, Montreal is got uh, is leading the way, and you know, I, I in the last ten years, there's no way anybody thought that we would ever say that you know Montreal is going to lead the way in price appreciation. <laughs> you know, so we we've got such a diverse you know economy, a scale throughout. Canada, you know, is this is this something that we're going to get? Are we ever going to all be on the same page, do you think? 
Well, you know, it's impossible to know. I don't have a crystal ball. Buyers always ask me when they're interested in buying a house, you know, what's the market going to do in the future? And, you know, I really don't know what the market's going to do in the short term. But when we look in the rearview mirror and look at the real estate market uh, in the past, when we look at history, we see that in the long term, home ownership is a very safe investment. So I think we can confidently comment on the uh, long term when it comes to real estate, but the short term always has its ups and downs. We saw things like Toronto real estate market in 2017, just crazy real estate market. We saw similar things in the province of British Columbia, but other markets across the province of Ontario, for example, were still doing very well in 2017, uh, but certainly not like the craziness that we experienced in Toronto. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and just for our, so our listeners know, um, you know, you, you working, working in the outer markets, you also have seen and work with a lot of vacation properties. And it yeah. seems that the vacation properties have stayed stable and in increased at a, at maybe not that crazy rate that we saw in 2017, but we see vacation properties all across the province of Ontario um, doing exceptionally well. And is there is it just because there's a lack of these properties available? Well, I think it's two things, and I think the lack of inventory in cottage country markets uh, is one factor. But there was something else we've experienced over the last couple of years in cottage country, and that is a lot of people from the bigger markets, let's use Toronto or Mississauga as examples, are unable to afford homes particularly younger families, younger people starting out, first-time buyers, are no longer able to afford some of the prices to purchase a home. So what they're doing is continuing to rent in the city and coming out to cottage country and buying a cottage. They're taking their hard-earned money and putting it into real estate, but not into a home, but a cottage. And we, we are experiencing that quite often. Wow. And and it's interesting that you put it that way because, you know, I, I think if people realize that they can't get into the Toronto market, no matter what, ownership of real estate, as you indicated earlier, from a long-term perspective is always a positive thing. More importantly is that, you know, you're getting rid of debt as time goes on. You have a natural appreciation in equity as the values go up, even if they're not at a, you know, a staggering pace. And historically, when we take a look at all the outer markets and, and you know, we can still assess that you know, anywhere between three to 5% annual increase from a value perspective is still going to give you a great return long term, even though you may not be treating it like an investment property, but it's still an investment. Um, when, when we continue to take a look at it, as I said, inventory, it seems like, you know, inventory in cottage country has checked up a little and it just seems that it's probably becoming more generational than anything. Are you, are you finding that, you know, it, it's really a lot of the stuff's being passed down in the generations? Yeah, we do see that happen quite often. Uh, Once people have a family cottage, they really like to keep it within the family. And uh, difficulty with that has become recently, though, that prices of real estate for cottages have accelerated so much, it's very difficult for some of the uh, children of the current owner of a cottage to be able to purchase it from the family or if it's maybe handed down through the family. Taxes and maintenance and other issues make it increasingly difficult to afford that property from uh, the position of just simply hanging on it and owning it. Yeah. So it takes a lot of homework to make sure that when you jump into the cottage country real estate market that uh, uh, there's a lot of expenses that you should examine and be aware of. Uh, you know, it's, it's, 
you got to put some logic into your purchase of a cottage. It's, you know, a very easily emotional purchase. But, uh, you know, you have to do your homework when you're buying cottages as well because there's a lot of expenses that you probably don't have at your residence in the city. Yeah. No, listen, that's some great advice. And uh, so, Ray, if any of our listeners want to reach out to you, what's the best way to reach you? Well, I mean, I know everybody's eyeballs are online, so the best way to reach me is on the Internet at eriesedge.com. Excellent. Well, Ray, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, and thanks for joining us, and we'll definitely be in touch and watch the spring market. Great. Thanks, Todd. Take care. Thank you so much. Folks, that was Ray Ferris, and he's from Erie's Edge Real Estate. Um, always great to have Ray on. And uh, I just want to uh, I want to thank my other guests, of course, Dave Butler from Butler Mortgage, Chris Slightum from Royal LePage Signature Realty. And uh, I want to thank my producers this week, Mike and Ian. They keep it simple as usual. And I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, try to stay warm. Try to stay safe. I'm your host, Todd C. Slater. I'm going to be back next Saturday at 3 p.m. You've been listening to Simply Real Estate right here on News Talk 1010.